Live from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Attention. The movie guys love movies. So it's all just good fun when we remind a certain former pretty boy actor who's briefly slipped back into prettydom of this. The first rule of Chanel number no. five is you do not talk about Chanel number no. five. Isn't that right, Brad Pitt? Inevitable. My luck, my fate, my fortune. Welcome to the Toad Hop Network, everybody, and the movie guys live, and we're not arguing that with you. We're back after all the uh, Toad Hop took a week off last week for Thanksgiving, and uh, mm -hmm. so we're back. All the shows are back, and you have reached Ground Zero once again for all things movies and comedy, talk, reviews, news, previews, reviews. We bring it all to you we're right do here. All that? Well, we, we, we squeeze a lot in every week, man. Every week, <laughs> 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. Here on the Toad Hop Network, and of course on iTunes, you can find all of our shows as well. I'm your main movie guy, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt, Karen Volpe, and Lee Caius, who is the latest movie guy to find time in a plane, as we've all been traveling this month, it seems, but he went back to see family. I am Jack's lovely smell. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of family, every once in a while uh, on this show, we like to set the record straight, make sure our facts are all in order, mm -hmm. and uh, anytime we might have gotten something wrong, we want to bring it up in a little piece called Movie Guys Retractions. There you well, go. Yes, Paul, this is unfortunately becoming a bit of a habit of ours. And uh, I thought we would have a reprise from last week because we didn't even actually have a show last yeah, week. Yeah, you'd think we couldn't have made any mistakes. You would, you would think that at least no, we'd, yeah, we'd exactly. you know, be off the hook with, with some uh, retractions there. But unfortunately, <laughs> we found some exciting new ways and places uh, to say things that we regret uh, most mistakes. notably. Yeah, most yeah. notably uh, those misguided conversations we all have over Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so without further ado, we'll just go ahead and get this out of the way. I'd like to get this behind us so we yeah, can have fun definitely. because this is a lot of house cleaning. It's like cleaning. the house cleaning business. Yeah, you just get your house in order, you make your amends, and you move forward and you learn from it. So I, th I think Adam actually I, uh, has, has absolutely. I, I absolutely have something I have to retract from oh, last week. Please. Uh, it was not during our show, uh, but at Thanksgiving, I was heard to say something rather unfortunate, and uh, but you know these things happen. They do, um, and of course we have audio of it. We right? do. We How do. fortunate. Yeah. We do. You know, Paul. Jesus Christ, Uncle Phil! How many Thanksgivings do we have to listen to you squawk through that Stephen Hawking cancer kazoo about how some gook ambushed you and shot you in the neck? Mm. Mm -mm. Oh, that's a that's a tense. <laughs> yeah, and I was quoting him. I, that was not. Me oh, using yeah. that uh, term, I was just Uncle Phil. Just all pretending. those things in his story, right? Yeah. And then you, but this, you regretted some. Huh? Well, what I meant to say was, in a world where we see the fabric of the American family being torn apart, we value the contributions of the elderly in the art of storytelling, especially this wonderfully illuminating cautionary tale. Once again, reminding us that those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Thank you, Uncle Phil. Hope you get your throat back. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we we really shouldn't laugh too hard at, oh. at Adam because yeah, actually, of course well, not. I was curious why you all g gave us all tape recorders to take take home for our dinner, but now I now I know it's so the retractions bit would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, wait, um, wait, ahead. are you saying there's there's someone else has something to retract actually, from last week? Paul, Paul, I believe has something he needs to. Paul, to well, the retract. holidays bring up so many emotions. You know, I'm sure I said something I didn't want to, but you know, I, I I'm That's sure. A good I, thing you have this forum. 
Well, I, <laughs> to retract that. And being the, like the ringleader of it all, I'm sure I destroyed that audio. We, we, there couldn't possibly be any remnant of well, it. Well, Paul, I had some backup. Oh, well, I'm sorry that showing my dick on the Internet has brought such shame to this family. And it's not called porn. It's erotic cinema. Oh. Yeah, I was there. It was pretty uncomfortable. I wasn't in a good place. No. I, well, I think we all learned place. something, though. No, but I, but I, what I wanted to say was, and I wrote it down so I could make yeah, sure what I, did you I mean say, to say there? absolutely right. Yeah. I meant to say, love, in all its many expressions, is a beautiful thing. There's no one right way for two grown, consenting adults to express their affection for one another, even if it goes against the will of Christ, our Savior, who died for our sins. Amen. You know, Amen. and that's a good message before Christmas, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. Let's get on with the show. We actually. Uh, so well, yeah. I don't think. I, that, well, we all had that, tape recorders. Lee. So your point being, I'm sure everything goes swimmingly. No, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was, I was one, hoping we'd. We had through. one with Karen and I. Were Adam yeah. had one. Yeah. What about you? Well, as it turns out, I too fell victim of the roller coaster of emotions that is the uh, holiday season and overcomes you. all of us. Um, <laughs> even keel this Our guy. Rock? What? <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. Uh, Solid. Go ahead, Ed, ro roll the tape, Paul. Clean my f***ing plate, Mom? Are you serious? What am I, eight? Look, I didn't skip a casting director workshop to fly out here on f***ing Southwest, suck the formaldehyde fumes given off by Ann Carroll, while listening to my sucking nephew Dougie's 90-minute grace, only to have you treat me like I still f***ing live here. Hey, Dad? Dad, could you put down the f***ing vodka for half a f***ing fuck? Get my back on this one? No? Okay, fine. Instead, I'm just here alone, right? I'm alone on this motherfucking Thanksgiving. Christopher Columbus. What did Christopher Columbus ever do to you? Um, he sailed the ocean blue. He's what he <laughs> did to you. But of course, what I meant to say was, happy holidays. <laughs> Retraction! <laughs> All right, thank it. you for that, uh, yeah, Lee. Very but, um, nicely. All right, let's stop fooling around for a second because yes, I'm please. sure you We're guys. We're not here to entertain. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you guys saw a lot of uh, a lot of movies over oh, the yeah. I mean, Oh my goodness! Given yes. two weeks since you know mm -hmm. we were on the air, how many? I mean, as movie guys, We're the there's movie no guys. doubt we saw a ton of movies. So I want you to just let her rip with all the titles that you saw, your thoughts, your opinions. Oh. We're gonna go fast and furious. Yeah. We're gonna play a game. Oh, right? is it time for? Is it good? Is it for our favorite game? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another round of the Movie Guys Holiday Laser Movie Rampage. Oh, I love this game. Movie Guys Holiday Laser Movie Rampage. <laughs> I'm going to list dates, times, names, people, and I just want you to let rip with everything that you saw, okay? Because I'm sure it was just, like, amazing, and the people are thrilled to hear everything that went on in the theaters, at home. Here we go. You're going down, Adam, this time. Here we go. Yeah, All right, so we're putting time on the clock, and... Go! Planes, trains, and automobiles. Seriously? That's it? Oh, well. Yeah. That's the only movie yeah. <laughs> that you guys saw this uh, yeah. what? during Thanksgiving? Uh, okay. I have it on my computer. No, wait, listen, reset the clock. Reset okay. the clock. I want, I want right, fast right. and furious. Oh, all, fast. Everything that you speed saw. Round. Yes, speed round. Speed round. We don't have much time. This, okay. In this game, every round is a speed round, okay? Right. In the Movie Guys Holiday Laser Movie Rampage. Holiday laser movie rampage. <laughs> the clock is I love reset. This I love Are this you game. Good, good, good. Ready? Bear down and go. Planes, trains, automobiles. Holiday laser it's, movie rampage. It's hard to say an automobile is really fast. Right, it is. It is. <laughs> an automobile. All right. So apparently that's the movie we. That need was to talk a about. good round of. <laughs> yeah. 
Who's concise? Rebecca's <laughs> Holiday Laser Movie Rampage. Well, the point is, there's only one Thanksgiving movie, unless you watch Home for the Holidays, and nobody does, right? No, yeah. no one has. Yeah. And I actually went on, like, a scavenger hunt to find Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, because I assumed it would just be on every other station. Oh, sure. No. They not don't do a all. Christmas Story version of it. No. Oh, Why not? So I, I landed in Cleveland, and... and my sister has all the satellite and all the channels, and I thought, well, this will this will be cake. Yeah. It'll be on somewhere. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Zip. Mm-hmm. Nada. So, no, I checked as well. I go it's on, on, like, tonight. Yeah. It's on really close to it. Because <laughs> that would make sense. But not Oddly, quite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we go on this hard target search. Every outhouse, doghouse, farmhouse. Best Buy. Everywhere. <laughs> target. Red box. Went to Went to, like, six red boxes, three CVSs, two Walgreens, knocked on the neighbor's door. Nobody had it. So we finally found a Best Buy, and it was like a miracle. Because I've never been to a Best Buy that had this particular setup. You know how they have the two doors, and then you go into the second door, not, and then you're into the And you get thing. like 100 carts. Yeah, there's, yeah. yeah you yeah. got to run that obstacle course. Yeah. And there's four guys in yellow shirts saying hello to you. And then the movie section is usually off in the back corner. Swear to God, I walk two steps into it. There's a shelf of movies directly to my right. First movie on the shelf, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Very nice. Was there Kismet. only one Kismet. Was and there was, only one copy? There was. There wow, was literally see? one That's copy in a yeah. small beam of light. It's a in. holiday miracle. <laughs> What's my own? Any movie older than a year, Best Buy pretty much just has one copy anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, when I left, I saw the guy run out and put the other one back. He's like, they only have one at the same time. We want everybody to be able to tell the tale of how there was only one left. <laughs> one. And they have that special. It was that meant to be. That's a great place. A guy has a store, and that's his big selling thing yeah. is like, we. I want everyone to it's say, unique. I got the last one. Last mm-hmm. one. Every line in that um, movie nearly is awesome. Planes, trains, and automobiles. In fact, I pulled a bunch Amazing. of them, and they're all crammed together in one big clip. But it doesn't matter where you stop in the clip. Yeah. You're going to hear a great line. Why did you kiss my ear? Well, that's the classic. Why are you holding my hand? <laughs> that's the devil. Since Tuesday. Gus's son's going to pick us up. Oh, I'm Owen. Gus's son. Get your lazy behind out here. Well, she Open don't mind. fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. First baby. I wanted a joke. I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. <laughs> Her first baby, come out sideways. Didn't scream or nothing, right? I was uh, amazed. I was surprised because I hadn't seen that movie, well, since last year. But <laughs> how compact it is. It's only a, It's only an hour and 32 minutes. And it just keeps trucking along, yeah. and yeah, these great fast. scenes just kind of happen one after another. I was very, very uh, a nice economy of movie there. Pretty well, they, impressed John Hughes could do that adult comedy after being known for all the teen comedies. I mean, I guess he started in National Lampoon with Vacation and, those, and Mr. Mom, but then he be, you know became such a teen guy, and then this really smart, yeah, but look strong. At, look at Breakfast Club. The guy made riveting a riveting movie out of five people in one room. 90 minutes. Oh, well, that's that, it. At that but point, no adult, plot. Adult yeah. themes, too, in that movie. So yeah. it's not as if he was just doing, like, people get drunk at a party. True. You're totally right. At that point, all bets are off. He's a, he You're just writer. a great writer. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, let's go to uh, what's in uh, theaters, because we did make it out to the theater to see something, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't any trouble finding a movie to see. It's that time of year where there's piling four or five Academy Award uh potential movies in the theaters every yeah. week in between now and the end of the year. They the squeeze them all are. in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And uh, and then they'll go into wide release in January and February, and we all get pelted with these high-prestige pro- uh, high films. So, uh, But nothing beat Twilight. 
at the box office, and uh, well, it is Oscar season, and nothing beat, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and nothing beat Bun. Oh. Incidentally, Sci-Fi Channel showed like uh, a dozen Bond films. I, I vote every one of them. I have I watched Bond movies like. <laughs> I mean, it was so slovenly. And it was just one after another. <laughs> and it was just then it switched back and forth between Sean Connery and Roger Moore and sci-fi Pierce Brosnan. Channel? Yeah, sci fi showed all of them. Yeah. And I watched like four Pierce Brosnan movies in a day, which is Ooh, so many Pierce Brosnan yeah. movies. Yeah. Like a rotating buffet of <laughs> yeah. Bond movies where you just spoon a little and move on. And, and, it's, and it's those bad 90s. I mean, it's I like those movies, but. You know, movies from like ninety six to ninety nine have a very ninety six to ninety nine quality about them. <laughs> yeah. You know, Die Another Day is so. Uh, that's, my, a, that's all good. My friend Charlie pointed out he called that Joel Schumacher's James Bond because it is like <laughs> the same year basically as like Batman and Robin, and it's just got so much Batman and Robin going on in it. It really does. Anyway, but the the movies that are in theaters. Oh, yes. Uh, Public service. That was Bond. You got me uh, <laughs> off on Bond. With um, the... Yeah, a movie that made a decent showing at the box office was Ang Lee's Life of Pi. <laughs> uh, Surprising lack of kung fu. In this movie. <laughs> Don't make me angry. That's disappointing. <laughs> he Don't won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> that was the greatest. When Ang Lee directed The Hulk... <laughs> <laughs> Paul goes, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Anyway. Oh my what God. else did he do? Did he do Crouching Tiger? That's what's great about, about him. He's, oh, he's You can't define him by yeah. genre. But he made he Crouching Tiger. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he did that. His last, Back Mountain. his last film was Taking Woodstock, the yeah. comedy with Dimitri yeah. Martin. Dimitri Martin. Yeah. yeah, and he made Lust Caution at, you know, right before that, which is like a... a but there was a Asian. tiger in this movie, too, in No Kung Fu. Mm. All I'm saying is... You need a little tiger yeah. and kung fu. Well, if you're going to have a tiger now, in I your can't, movie... I can't, I can't tell the plot of the movie from the... I did not see Life of Pi. Uh, but it has replaced Hello, How Are You? in polite circles, you know, about once a year. Uh, in, instead of Hello, How Are You? People replace that with Have You Seen Tree of Life? Yes. Have You Seen Life of Pi? <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul <laughs> and I had a date. Life of Pi is just about right. Oh, yeah, because you guys go to these complex date movies now. Any movie where we could fall asleep on one another's shoulder. (laughs) Three-hour epics, right? You saw... uh... See it in shifts, you know, Paul waits out in the car, I come in, take the second half. Mm -hmm. If it has a visionary director, yeah, we'll go there and take a nap. Yeah, Tree of Life. You guys guys like visionary directors. That's just kind of of how I think of you guys. Yeah, back off, man. Sorry for being so, you know... Hey, you like visionary directors, too? Maybe we should go see Cloud Atlas together. <laughs> Which we did. I know. Okay, continue. Because from what I can tell from the trailer, the plot is a boy gets in a boat with a tiger and fishes. Well, you should... You should <laughs> spoiler alert, please, before you say that. He does fish with a tiger in a boat, right? He does. And the okay. other th- one of the things that Paul and I sense. noticed, we'll get into the... I hope that's in the first 20 minutes. So <laughs> like, you know, all the trailer moments are gone. I'm just curious how he keeps the fish away from the tiger when he tries to eat it. Because yeah. then it's a whole like rock, paper, scissors thing has to happen. Well, that's one of the good things about it. He doesn't suddenly become human emotion tiger friend. He's a tiger throughout, yeah, beginning yeah. and end, and that's that's mm. yeah, that's a noble noble for a movie nowadays. Do not say that's pretty cool. That's like a live a live Disney movie. Yeah, so there's, yeah. there's danger, you know, and yeah. there's there's unpredictability in the tiger. So he doesn't suddenly become blue, you know. But <laughs> they it sing is, a song. They start singing. It is a movie about a boy in a boat with a tiger, and it has an hour and a half worth of credits. 
But all they were saying, like, there were three people in this movie, and they were in a boat most of the time. And the credits just went on and on. Was- I, the last time I spent a lot of time with a man in a boat, he was looking for a whale, and that seemed to go on and on. And that was a very thin book. Exactly. It was thin. Now, let's, uh, let's, so people know what uh, Life of Pi is about. In case they don't, really, it's about a young man in India. Travels with his family across the Pacific. They have some opportunity to start anew with a, with a job and, and live elsewhere besides India. So off they go across the Pacific. Uh, you mean they jumped at that job? <laughs> <laughs> they took all their animals. And their, and their boat capsizes. Uh, so then, he, then the survival movie takes over. Yeah, but there's yeah. a whole lot of other movie before that, which isn't really oh, much okay. in the trailer. So yeah. like 20 minutes or so of establishing who he is and who they are and all their relationships. Is it a, is it a magical reality throughout? Because it just looks like there's a very magical reality. That's Not till they're on the boat. Yeah. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah, once they're on the boat, oh, it becomes... it's like Wizard of Oz. It just becomes this <gasps> whole other movie. Well, I don't want to give too it's much like away. It's black okay. and white to color. But it is kind of But he of takes a, acid. Yeah, but it's kind of yeah. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew it was in the supplies on the boat? <laughs> I think Joe versus the volcano, that scene where he's on the raft. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of – it's hard to talk about this movie with, with people who haven't seen it without giving too oh, much I, away. Yeah, I have to imagine. Because at the end, there's this great moment where they – this thing, and then you see the – you can't believe it because it – you know, and then – I'm sorry. I'll say spoiler alert next time. Okay, I just okay. Had, to, had to wash that out. Oh, was that? Oh, okay. oh that was. <laughs> really I thought you were sinking. There really is a lot. Okay. Uh, if you, the most you're going to talk about this movie is about the end. Yeah, so. because at the end he meets this guy, and you can't believe it because he was there the whole time. Holy well, thanks God. a lot. Yeah. Well, now we don't have to see. <laughs> oh, that's him. right. You're still in the Thank studio. God. Yeah, we can still hear him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, mean, I think you called this uh, movie. Because the the business the family's going to get in is having an animal farm of some kind, so when they they have all the animals with them and the ship goes down, that's how they end up with the tiger. So it really kind of starts out like we sank a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was actually a disclaimer up... that said all animals hurt in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And it ends up an epic journey of emotional mutual discovery. <laughs> mutual something, discovery. Something, it's visionary. Yeah, something journey. very very platitude. But he's never been this visionary. I mean, the what was the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon it was very you know, uh, visionary and the sort of martial arts fantasy and stuff like that. But this this one looks like something else. Well, this looks like a master stroke. Did I mention the lack of kung fu? Yeah. No kung fu. Always, yeah. always go, that always goes against a movie. Were there any wires, wires being used? Nobody tripping Making... around. No. No. It was uh... a little bit of it was a it was a little bit of castaway. There there's a couple movies that this movie made you think of. The biggest one, of course, would be. I thought Paul was going <laughs> to... <laughs> well, we were talking about an entirely different movie. So uh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of analogies that you can make with this movie. that would It's really... exactly like the crying. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked it. Um, it, was, it was exactly what I anticipated it would be, although there is a great hook at the end. There's a great twist. There's a Get great... it how you did that? Because they're in a boat. What I, what I did. You Fishing. said hook. That's oh, cute. Yeah. No, I meant to. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Peter Pan has a good hook at the end. Right? Oh. And, and Gerard Depardieu is in it. I think he plays the whale. I, when I saw him, <laughs> he is in it. Right? He's in it for like three minutes, and you can't believe that it's Gerard. At first, you're like, oh, it's just some fat Frenchman. And then you go, oh, no, it is Gerard. It is Gerard. It's the only fat it's Frenchman. Only oh, no, it is Frenchman. some fat Frenchman. <laughs> yeah. You were right. That was Yeah, that was odd that they stuck him in the middle of that. Yeah. And then, yeah. I guess I don't see him much otherwise. But um, Karen and I saw a film as well. Speaking of movies that are that are just dying to be recognized come Oscar time. 
The nominees are. The nominees are Lincoln. Lincoln. I thought it was a pretty high pedigree production. Karen had some opinions that are unique, shall we say? <laughs> I can't wait to hear so, uh, these. Fill us, either fill us in on one of those opinions to tell us a Real story. Real quick, I'm going to guess stuff. lack of kung fu. There was <laughs> not that. enough kung fu, <laughs> and that. there is a boat, and there is a man in it. No um, but the thing is, you know, that whole spoiler, you know he's going to get shot, so you're just watching this man go through his life, and he's so awesome. But you know that it's going to end tragically, which I really, really hated. Mission I wish accomplished, I, Bieler. I know. Oh, it was fantastic. But um, first of all, just I'm going to say right off, <laughs> right off the bat. Too soon. <laughs> As I was watching the movie, Daniel Day-Lewis becomes Lincoln in it. I mean, I don't know for a fact because I've never met Lincoln. But you start to really lose Daniel Day-Lewis, which I think is fantastic. And you start to see Lyle Lovett. And I thought that was even more awesome. You can see Lyle Lovett at the grocery store. He's skinny. It was Paul. so awesome. Paul? He's skinny, he's clever, he's smart, he's, he's charming, he's got this big smile, and no point While though... While I haven't he... seen Lincoln, I'm going to assume there's not a whole lot of Lyle Lovett in his performance for me. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> to each his own. All right. To each his own, and he's to that, very funny to though. her, that. There he you go. tells stories. I love when he pulls up, he just kind of sets his bum up on a table and starts telling us, just telling a story while everybody else is like, oh, here we go. I think Lyle would do that. He'd tell little stories. Is there a banjo scene? <laughs> there is no scene where he plays guitar and sings. However, okay. he is uh, kind it. of all bent over, kind of like Lyle was after he was attacked by that bull when he saved his uncle. I think I read somewhere that, it, that <laughs> Lyle turned it down. I think he they, might they have. You know, he Lyle. used to do a lot of movies with that man who died recently. Robert Altman. And Robert that's a Altman. crime that Altman died. He's, you don't see as much Lyle on screen anymore. Uh, Are you, it's a crime that he was that he's dead. Well, he's also, oh, it's also just a shame that he's dead. Was, was it a murder? <laughs> it was a murder. <laughs> somebody murdered Robert Altman? Is this the rumor I'm spreading now? No, no, no. Someone tired of seeing Lyle Lovett in movies, I guess. They just said we we're going to kill was, him off. I was worried that this review wouldn't have a unique angle to it because Lincoln's <laughs> been out for two weeks. <laughs> But you know, this is this is new. This is new ground. <laughs> glad to have you back here. Thank you. I'm glad I could fill this. Uh, there was one other thing that happened right as the last credits rolled because at the DGA you have to be very quiet. Oh, does he join the Avengers? Don't tell oh, me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. They all eat shawarma. <laughs> it was crazy. It was him and Booth. They're all eating some shawarma. <laughs> I feel like I have to duck when it happens. Um, no, I just leaned over to Paul and I whispered and I said, "This does not bode well for Bill Murray." Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, everybody... Because, well, let's Bill, fill in the audience, because Bill because Murray is playing FDR, FDR in an upcoming Park movie. Park on the Hudson. And he's going to get nominated, they not, say, as well. Yes. But, but I've you, not seen it yet. It may be more awesome, but this But no one beats the Day-Lewis. <laughs> I don't know. Here's... Yeah. I think the two things Murray's... You can only hope to contain the Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> really? Quick, I mean, what honestly. are the rules of Daniel Day-Lewis? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have oh, that's on page back. But the thing... The two things Bill has going for him is he's second. So oh, his performance true. will come after, and there might be some die down. And he's an American playing American president. Mm. Yes, I think and, there should be points off for that. And he gets the he can get the career Oscar at this point. Like mm -hmm. here, thank you for doing having yeah. a whole career because Danny Lewis has won how many two. times? He's two. two already. Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. not going to give it to him a third time. What, where is he from? Ireland yeah. or the yeah, other place? Uh, he's they're from not, Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. they're not going to give an Irish guy three Oscars. They didn't give Peter O'Toole any. Those prejudices <laughs> run that deep. They actually have a form where they tell you how many times the Irish have gotten an oh, award. Well, how interesting is this? They've never given someone three Oscars. Uh, yes. I've long said I'm tired of the Protestant Streep run. Streep has three. Hollywood. Streep has three. Yeah. Okay, you can't get three. But she's Streep. But he's Day Lewis. Oh my God, yeah. that's true. They're the best in each. Oh, I'm yeah, so like, Bill Murray.
Literally. Yeah, I mean, everyone like listening it. who's in L.A. struggling to be an actor, just stop. <laughs> Honest to God, Day-Lewis has got you covered. <laughs> when we, we were done. He can, he can just go do whatever else that you know he's not doing. When we got done watching the movie, Paul, what, what did you say about just... I'm done. Whatever you up. are doing. Whatever anyone yeah. does that they yeah. think they're good at, just don't bother. Don't bother. By the way, bother. I, the movie I want to see is the further adventures, the further life of the guy that directed the play, Our American Cousin, which he was shot during, and just trying to direct future rehearsals. <laughs> right. No one wants And to right go. at that point where it, like, it got shot, <laughs> he just would always maybe just stop for a second. Or maybe just to train his students, he actually has a guy fire off a gun to, to, to add the proper atmosphere to that thing. <laughs> exactly. That's the story uh, I want to see. Uh, I have one last, do I have time for one little yeah. tidbit? So I was doing some reading on this, and uh, Sally Fields is awesome in this. I don't want to forget her, too. She did a great job. But you know She, she is Hillary Rodham Lincoln. Yes, she is. <laughs> and uh, so she's playing Mary Todd, and she wrote, she wrote this thing that I read where she said she wasn't originally cast... Well, they looked at her originally for the role when Liam Neeson was going to play it. They were they they offered it to Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett turned it down. He was very busy. Turned touring. down Mary Todd. And then he turned on Mary Todd. And oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> and then um, Liam Neeson turned it down because he said he had gotten too old for the role. Uh, mm -hmm. And so then, and he's not as good an actor as Daniel Day Lewis. Stop yourself. <laughs> I love him too. But uh, then, so they were going to use her as Mary Todd. But then. Steven Spielberg said, no, 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 we're going to use Daniel Day-Lewis. And he called up Sally and said, I just don't see you two together. And, of course, she's like, what? I need this role. I, I, let me screen test for it. So they have her screen test. And he says, I know, right? And even at this point in her career. So she screen tests. And they're like, nah, I still don't feel it. So she kind of moved on. But that whole night, I guess. <laughs> she blew she, So she what you're saying is. Got the part. So she had the part and then lost the part when they recast Lincoln. And then she begged to try out again. And then Steven Spielberg kind of couldn't get that audition out of his head. And he's like, there's something about this that's bugging me. And calls Sally and she says, well, why don't you see me and Daniel together? So Daniel was cool enough to come all the way over here from his crazy cool Ireland. Cool enough to act like a fucking human being for an afternoon of a million dollars. <laughs> and Gee, so he came over. And uh, this is what's so... <laughs> you should stop what you're doing, too. Well, uh... <laughs> that's even more bizarre so they don't even meet the two actors don't even meet they go in their separate rooms daniel does his method whatever and sally does her thing they meet in the hallway and they become mary todd and lincoln and they go to the audition together he's holding the door for her and all this this they improvise for like an hour Jeez. then they get out of character and they both got the part like obviously he already had it but she got the part and then as he was preparing he would text her as Lincoln, and she would respond <laughs> as Mary Todd. But my thing is, how do you get past the fact that you're texting? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so he stays in character regardless of the technology. That's right. The point of your story is that yeah. at the end, Steven Spielberg liked her. He really, really liked her. That's for you. <laughs> uh, but overall, it, the trailer looks war horsey, but it really is uh, restrained Steven Spielberg um, doing what the script needed, not bringing in his over-sentimentality. It's uh, a, no, a worth seeing, either. and especially if you just want to be amazed by Daniel Day once again. So uh, we're going to take a break with that and be back with some previews. Talk about what's coming up in theaters. Yes. There's not much, uh, so but it's, we'll cover it in the second half softly. and more. We'll see you back here in the Toad Hop Network with the Movie Guys live. Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.
The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to Soda Stream. To leave your house to shop, to crawl through traffic to the mall, just to find the thing you wanted. Isn't even there at all. Amazon.com is the answer. Shop at home and style and ease. Find exactly what you want. Ordering your subs and breeze. Books on tape. Games galore. Everything you're looking for. Kindle. Cameras. Electronics. Baby Einstein. Hooked on phonics. Blu-ray. Movies. And TV. Download. Music. MP3. Pixar. Disney. Microphones. Pet supplies and doggy bones. World of Warcraft. Nancy Drew. Sims. The Scruff System too. Click Amazon. You'll smile with glee. Sometimes shipping is even free. Does your car smell like you need scent bomb? Does your house smell like get some scent bomb? Does the bathroom smell like get some scent bomb? Go to GetSomeScentBomb.com today for the best air freshener you've ever tried. We are so confident that you will love Scent Bomb that we're giving away a free bottle to the next 12 customers to type in the promo code radio at checkout. If you're tired of weak air fresheners, try Scent Bomb. Scent Bomb is a concentrated air freshener, so all you need is just a couple of sprays and the smell will last for days. That's right. You spray it today and you still smell it tomorrow. We guarantee that it's the best air freshener you've ever tried. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com and enter the promo code radio at checkout to get your free bottle today. There's nearly 100 fragrances to choose from. So go to GetSomeScentBomb.com. That's GetSomeScentBomb. With Gamefly, choose from over 6,000 titles. Play as long as you want and send them back when you're done. $8.95 to start, no late fees. Gamefly.com. Games delivered. Are you experiencing occasional constipation, fatigue, weight gain, poor circulation, sleepless nights, depression, or lack of concentration? Your health conditions may be related to a toxic colon. Yes, I'm talking about pooping. It's time to detoxify and feel healthy. Miracles of Health offers you a smooth and gentle solution. PuraCleanse, the number one colon cleanser you can count on. Go to miraclesofhealth.com or call 888-495-9864 and get your seven-day free trial of PuraCleanse. All you have to do is pay $4.99 for the shipping. Pure Cleanse, your friend for life. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Welcome back to the Toad Hop Network and the Movie Guys Live, everybody. We are enjoying Sherry's Berries. Oh, yes, we are. Yes. I'm making too much noise with my berries. These are so oh. ridiculously good. Soon they will be a sponsor of the good folks here at Toad Hop. So they let us sample their wares. And sponsoring my mouth right now. I don't really twist our arm to oh. eat these things. What? Let's have Bane and Batman advertise that next week. Oh, oh wait. We've got the Bane and Batman. <laughs> we haven't done that bit yet. Okay. All right. But once you hear the Bane and Batman bit, oh, you're going to be like, did they please push Sherry the, Sherry's Berries in an ad? You know, Sherry's Berries should just put chocolate on all fruit. I think I'd eat more fruit that way. Sherry's bananas. A chocolate-covered apple. Sherry's grape. What? <laughs> yeah. Broccoli, whatever. Branch out, Sherry. All right. Um, Look at so now we're going to make disgusting... Sounds in your yeah. ears for the rest of the show. For anybody watching at home, I mean. But it is time, as I mentioned before, to do. Oh, there you go. This is a glamour shot. Look yeah, at you. You look like Vanna. So and showed up at the house the other day. 
Yeah, I got a box. Were you we suspicious? Got, I was. I knew you would be. You're so funny. Because I'm thinking, I don't know any Jimmy and Sherry. <laughs> I don't know any nice people. Yeah. By the, by the way, Lee, that would send me stuff. You are so. When funny. someone shows up at your house and knocks on your door, what do you say? You a cop? Because <laughs> if you're a cop, you got to say so. You got to say so. No way. I do that all the time. You're so yeah. funny. It's hilarious. Well, as I mentioned, pickings are slim this weekend. Only one major release is coming up, but it does start one of the biggest movie stars in the world. So, Adam, let's take a look at Killing Them Softly. Snuck a piece of chocolate. <laughs> Here's something you'll never think to yourself. I wonder if that movie starring Brad Pitt as a tough guy gangster will be any good. In Killing Them Softly, a poker game held by a high-ranking members of a mob family is hit by a small a group of small-time crooks who have no idea who they've screwed with. Because do they ever have any idea who they've screwed with? <laughs> and it's up to hitman Jackie Cogan to track them down and restore order to the mob's shadow economy. The hitman is played by Brad Pitt, because every actor will eventually play a hitman. He brings in another hitman from New York named Mickey, played by James Gandolfini, to, I assume, intimidate the hell out of the criminals, as one threat from Gandolfini would make me renounce my mom and country in crap-filled underwear. <laughs> but this isn't Get Shorty, or whatever the sequel to that was called. This is a gritty, shitty indie crime, crime movie that will probably require a Prozac to emerge from. It's directed by Andrew Dominic. Haven't heard of him? Well, then you haven't seen one of the most grossly underseen movies of the last decade, The Assassination of the Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford, which also starred Brad Pitt. Which is what makes it un grossly underseen. Keeping it simple. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. I mean, <laughs> If he hasn't seen it, he's seen everything. Killing Them Softly looks like a wonderfully uncomplicated reason for Brad Pitt to run around looking cool and acting tough, and I couldn't be more pleased. <laughs> I think the pitch for this film went a little like this. Okay, Killing Them Softly. Brad Pitt plays a mob enforcer who... Stop right there. You had me at Brad Pitt plays. So <laughs> The film also stars The Sopranos, Tony Soprano, because poor James Gandolfini could do nothing but Shakespeare in the park for the rest of his career, and all people would say is, hey, look, Tony Soprano is doing Hamlet. It also stars Doogie Howser's Max Casella, and, uh, because really poor Max Casella could do nothing but Shakespeare in the park for the rest of his career, and all people would say is, hey, look, that kid from Doogie Howser is doing Macbeth. <laughs> Making its premiere at Cannes and released by the Weinstein Company in November, this film isn't your textbook mob film along the lines of other movies that Amazon will tell you people who liked Mickey Blue Eyes would like. Uh, this is an art film. Uh, this has an art film coursing through its lock, snatch, and two smoking guy Richie movies exterior. <laughs> Set in 2008 during the economic collapse, the movie draws parallels between the lack of regulation in the American economic system and a similar financial collapse within the mob taking pains to drop in clips of President Obama to bolster the point. Seems like a good way to make the point, but considering Andrew Dominic is from New Zealand, I have to say, must we even outsource bitching about America? <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper that way. Yeah. Uh, but don't worry, the bailout in this movie comes in the form of Brad Pitt kicking ass and blasting his way through the movie with a shotgun. There you go. Killing him softly. This week's big new release. I just want to say that. that the the phrase lock snatch sounds like something <laughs> yeah. that lock. you might have to go to a clinic for. That sounds like a like a uh, Luke Besson movie. <laughs> lock snatch. Uh, the, 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 the wife caught a case of the lock snatch. Yeah. Lock snatch. 
<laughs> Sorry, definitely no diving this week. I've got the lock snatch. You can snatch. get that from a hot tub from what I hear. <laughs> Dirty toilet seat. She's, she's flirting with you. Don't go there. She's a lock snatch. Lock snatch. <laughs> Never get her claws out of you. So this uh, movie looks badass. No doubt. It's just so bad. basically, okay. you know, people not taking any shit, the movie. <laughs> it looks great. And it looks like, fa- I mean, for, it looks as good as the uh, Robert Ford movie did. Which you can't just say the whole title of that movie every time. I'm sorry. Know. The, <laughs> time. the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. If you that only one. call that movie Robert Ford for the rest of your life, you will live a full like ten minutes at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's yeah. the end of your life. <laughs> yeah, the movie looks as great as that, but faster pace, a lot more clever. So pretty. Uh, I think Andrew Dominic hopefully has arrived with this. I just- Whenever you said the whole name, I immediately thought of the poor guy that's trying to put it on the marquee, and he just says, the ass of Robert Ford. <laughs> yes, you know he had to, right? There's a lot of backward ends and upside-down Ws in that. The ass of Robert Ford. <laughs> that same marquee guy who had to put up Secrets of a Wallflower or whatever. Oh, was. yeah. Poor uh, Divine Secrets of the Yaya history. He's like, fuck me, this job sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was feel bad on, for the abyss. The, uh... the fly. Let's go. When I started this shit. We had the fly going. Now it's all this other. Um, but Pitt, you know, like a year ago, what was he in Moneyball? So the guy only picks awesome projects. It doesn't hurt that he has all the best projects in the world he could possibly choose. I mean, yeah, nothing some bad. Yeah, mess that up. It, you know true. they do. True. I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr., after he got his Oscar, I'm sure he had a lot of great stuff and crap thrown at him. And, well, what did he choose to do? crap ice dogs. ice dogs ice dogs i think even mcconaughey who was one we always goof on for Gay like boat. coming into like a Gay view boat. to a uh, not a view to a kill a time to kill and having a little prestige about him then boom he went to the romantic comedies i think even now he's coming around going hey i should be in that uh, lincoln lawyer i should be in killer joe i should be in you know these more prestige projects so i even think he's done with that once again good stuff probably because he's about the same age as pitt now and pitt's been doing it all this time yeah, Brad Pitt has nobody to impress, nothing to... I mean, I guess he could still try and go for his Oscar role or whatever, but he's obviously even sort of kind of over that, just doing fun stuff. Well, he transitioned nicely from smooth, kissable teen into oh, yes. tough, tough guy. Yeah, I mean, after mm-hmm. Legends of the Fall, it wasn't long until he was, what, doing California, or was it the other way around? But uh, he, he, he uglified himself. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he did seven early on, but then he did all those... I was about to say Joe Dirt. What's the uh, Joe Black? Joe Black. <laughs> oh, meet Joe Black. Yeah, yeah. Meet Joe Black and all that sort of. Didn't he do Thelma and Louise? Oh, seven years into bed. That's how he that's came on the scene. That was the first thing, oh, yeah. yeah. But he became acceptable for me to like with with Fight Club. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until then I went, like, okay, this guy. It was cool to like yeah. Brad Pitt. And then it just kept being cool to like mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. Yeah. DiCaprio did that for me with The Departed. Yep. It he became just, cool to God, like him just, then, too. Yeah. There is that point. Where that, guys are allowed to like the pretty boy actor. Yeah, yeah. add that to the movie Guysopedia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we will talk oh, about yeah. that, but that's that's a good one. Do we have an edition of that handy? Uh, we do, and we're going to chat all about that. Johnny Depp, um, at, what, at what point? Well, you were allowed to like Johnny Depp right away because he only picked oddball roles. No, you, weren't allowed, you were not allowed to like him as a man. On 21 Jump Street. I never even saw 21 Jump Street. No, I wouldn't even watch it. As a it. Tim Burton fan? As soon as he does as Edward As soon as he did that, he was But on. he was yeah. off of 21 Jump Street. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't like him till then. Made, until then. Now, yeah. Pitt didn't have to make that transition. That's a huge leap to go from TV, where you're oh, pretty yeah. boy. Oh, yeah, TV pretty boy versus movie pretty boy. That's leap. a harder leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it, Let's Brian go, uh, Austin Green? <laughs> 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 for 100. Let's go back to uh, to what this movie is really about, though, because it's interesting. It's an allegory for the fragility of an economic system that has too much emphasis placed in one industry. It's basically a swap out 
auto industry for gambling, and you have this movie. Oh. Uh, but this isn't the first movie to uh, slip a political message into the course of a film narrative. I mean, who could miss the subtle message of racial equality in Lincoln, for example? I think for we example? saw that when we yes, watched it. Yes, absolutely. That was pretty uh, true. Now, see if you can spot the political message in these otherwise apolitical films. For example, um, go ahead and, uh, Adam, start us out with... Uh, well, with the, the dark, movie. the Dark Knight was, yes. was a, a very obvious example. You know, in the wake in the wake of the Bush wiretapping scandals, Batman uses this personal sonar system to map every building in Gotham, uh, which causes Lucius Fox to say, "This is a dangerous invasion of privacy." And I think we have a clip of that. You've turned every cell phone in Gotham into a microphone and a high frequency generator receiver. You took my sonar concept and applied it to every phone in the city. With half the city feeding you sonar, you can image all of Gotham. This is wrong. I've got to find this man, Lucius. At what cost? At what cost? <laughs> that's now, a little heavy-handed. Yeah. Now, of course, well, yeah, I know. It's obvious. That's a very obvious political message, but Batman used it to win a war on terror. So obviously, Batman is in the tank for George W. Bush, right? Yeah. Very obviously. clearly. I just want to say, though, it, with, without seeing him, that voice sounds hilarious. Yeah. That actually sounds like a fake Batman. <laughs> I thought, Paul, was this your impersonation of <laughs> Batman? That? that was an actual clip. That's right. That was you didn't hear clip. that clip last You last. do a great Morgan Freeman, right? So that was completely made <laughs> that up. That was made up. That was us, this too. Is <laughs> it was very gravelly. If someone's listening to this Mr. in their Wayne. car, they're going to get noise complaints from that low bass. <laughs> Seriously, disembodied voice, that sounds really bad. Yeah, I was going to continue, but if you want to say more about Batman. Go ahead about the show. It can go on. <laughs> yeah, keep eating. <laughs> I was going to say that I love Ghostbusters, as everybody knows, and that was released in 1984, but that was just before Ronald Reagan's resounding re-election, and this movie is not afraid to show its support of Reagan's disdain of regulations holding back small businesses. Listen to this. Interesting. I, I've never seen anything like this before. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not interested in your opinion. That's just pet. shut it off. Oh, yeah. Heavy-handed My EPA friend, guy. don't be a jerk. Step aside. If he does that again, you can shoot him. You do your job, pencil neck. Don't tell me how to do mine. Thank you, officer. Shut it off! Obviously, the Republican Ghostbusters had enough of environmental regulations crushing the working man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. just trying to catch some ghosts. Is Another that so Another far-right message. You put mm -hmm. a slide into a comedy, who would notice? Yeah. No, exactly. Of course. And, uh, of course, the, uh, right at the point where President Obama was running against the former president of Bain Capital, Mitt Romney. Oh, yes. Another Batman film, The Dark Knight Rises. Now, you guys might remember this from the news very recently. That's released, and in the movie, Batman fights a villain named Bane. I mean, and as if it wasn't obvious enough that there's an analogy for fighting this sort of corporation sort of thing, fighting Bane. I mean, even listen to one of these clips we found from the movie. We'll buy the company out slash their workforce and collateralize our debt obligations for maximum profits. You're mad. Am I? Or am I just a crazed Mormon? I mean, the Mormon reference, I think that's, that's the most over-the-top part of it. Mm. You know, there at the beginning of that description, I, I thought I was watching the Rush Limbaugh show for a while. <laughs> I was a little concerned. Well, I know, I know what you're talking about. There's more examples, too. Let me burn through a few of them here. Okay. Um, not so well-hidden political agendas out there from filmmakers who love to wear their social agenda now right out in front of them. Yeah. Uh, here's a clip from The Transporter, the last movie you'd think would make a political statement, and yet...
save the whales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's authentic. <laughs> now, now it makes sense because at the time I didn't quite understand what that was all about. No. But yeah, now when I see what they're up to. You just hear the yeah. audio; it's really clear. You know, you just watch it and you're like, "Oh, the transporter's yeah. a lot of fun." But you listen to a clip like that and you realize and you they really slid something in. I thought that was some sort of British slang for you know, you know, stick them up or something. No, that's political. Yeah. Have you noticed in this show is the first time we've had this many gunshots? <laughs> there are so many gunshots. In this and uh, show. well, who could forget uh, Brando's famous last words in a Apocalypse now. Let's listen. Oh, yeah. This is the end. Beautiful prayer. Carter. Vote for Jimmy Carter. It's almost subliminal. <laughs> it really is. dopey shit right there. <laughs> yeah, All right, enough of this. Let's go back uh, and talk about what's in theaters. Sherry's Berries is never Are you sure I was going to take more time pretending that was, I couldn't believe that that clip was in Apocalypse Now. No, no, no I'll spare you the acting. Because uh, uh, Lee and I, we should probably talk about another film that's out there. We didn't uh, get the chance to see this one, but it's out there, so we should talk about it. It didn't win the box office or anything. It was, in fact, it was a big underperformer, but let's talk Red Dawn. Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn is the big screen remake of the big screen adaptation of what we were told might happen every day while growing up in the 80s. For those of you too young to remember, Russia was going to attack us every day. And so they had TV movies like The Day After, where they showed us what life would be like when Russia bombed us. They did everything short of create a color-coded chart describing in color form how to be scared. But Russia's no longer a threat, unless you're a dignitary who hasn't built up their tolerance to polonium-210. It's an Alexander... Litvinenko joke for all you Yahoo's news fans and Adam out there. That's a good joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> so who are you going to call? Hmm, who's still communist? Oh, that's right, North Korea. And I don't consider a country that can't get its electrical grid together as much of a threat as the old Cold War Russia. Yeah, I mean, sure, North Korea claims to have a nuke, but then I claim to have a career in Hollywood. Yet neither of us, neither of us are all that impressive during Thanksgiving. <laughs> Now, it would seem as though China, with its actual nukes and actual positioning as a global power player, might be a better villain. In fact, as a matter of fact, the original script had the villains as Chinese, but the department of They All Look Alike changed it to North Korea so that the film could get distribution in China, where the 1.3 billion people actually control the economy of America in a way that Patrick Swayze could never even punch. So, who fills the shoes of the original film's director, Conan the Barbarian's John Milius? Why, former Jason Voorhees actor Dan Bradley, <laughs> Dan Bradley. And who, Dan Bradley mania, sweeping the nation. And who will save the U.S.? Why, Australian Chris Hemsworth, naturally. <laughs> as Thor and Thor and Peter Mellark fight the Koreans all the way to the big commies versus capitalist hockey game. So that <laughs> is uh, Red Dawn, ladies and gentlemen. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that does sound Christmassy. You're right. It it's a movie fanfare. Well, let it keep playing and... Maybe yeah, we'll just do a, da, da, well. Now it's Christmas time. I guess we can yeah. let it play. No, no, it makes add some jingle bells. Yeah. Okay. But um, so yeah, Red Dawn is out there, and uh, and we didn't go. Yeah, <laughs> no. When we were fourteen, you know, to the first one. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, just for nostalgia reason, at any point, do the children have to get under their desks and do that move? The duck and cover? The duck and cover? I'd be curious to find out. Because, yeah, you're totally safe under a desk. Right? When the new kids. You know, we used to do that in elementary school. Duck and crunch. We'd do a duck. Was it crunch? Maybe they were just trying to make us work out. (laughs) They were crunches. Duck and bleed. But they would take us into (laughs) the bathroom. 
Um, that's the, the hallway. No, the no, breezeway no, is where we went. No, the bathroom, yeah. where most of the floor is urine. <laughs> you know, fourth grade boys can barely hit a toilet. So why don't we all huddle in there and sit Indian style with your head under a urinal? I'll take my chances with a nuke. I'll you have you. a very yeah. interesting school system. Were you alone when you were doing this drill? I was homeschooled. <laughs> if the nuke is flying, though, I mean, you're not doing any of that shit, right? Well, you you're going nuts. You're, you're running around. You're being crazy. You're having sex. You're just being a lunatic. Telling off everybody you haven't told off. Oh, Making calls. Phone. Totally. Yeah. Making calls. Yeah. You know, I thought you were an asshole. Listen, yeah. jerk. Uh, the, the, I don't know if the budget was really big on this uh, on this movie or not because it seems like it got a little lazy with making it. Let me play a clip and uh, and you'll see. Um, here, you'll know what I'm talking about. We held them at the Rockies and at the Mississippi. Anyway, the Koreans reinforced with 60 divisions. Koreans need to take us in one piece, and that's why they're here now. That's why they won't use nukes anymore, and we won't either, not on our own soil. See? They, 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 they. Wow, I thought I was going to hear Koreans again. Yeah, I think, well, I don't have that in a while. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, that was in the movie. Well, Why would I have the, the Koreans? Well, yeah, he's well, just playing a clip I'm just playing a clip from the movie, from the trailer. Right, well, do 13-year-old boys know that this is a remake, or do they kind of think it's a new movie? So oh, weird. Sure like I, I don't think, think uh, I don't think kids growing up today are are that frightened about North Korea every no. night before they go to bed. Yeah, exactly. No, so that's like, true. I don't know. Is that a weird? Not even a threat. That place that's dark on the map. You know, when have all there's have light and all map. the yeah, have you Google seen this? Ma Google yeah. Earth. No, it's North so Korea. creepy. There's light all in Japan, even China, but dark. North there's Korea. No is a, light. There's just nothing. Uh, I wouldn't be afraid. It must that. just play like a regular movie to anybody going yeah. to movies yeah. right now. Like, oh, this is a funny little lark about a insignificant country that invades. Where some high school football <laughs> team has to come to the rescue. Oh, they're yeah. adorable. Yeah. yeah, that's what it really is. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, I guess that's what the original was about, too. But it was also about America and freedom. This one's more about, like, how does a football team rebel when the uh, North Koreans invade? Yeah, with fancier special effects than... Do you remember the very first Red Dawn? The very first. Like, I'm expecting three more. <laughs> There's going to be three more. I wish there were a bunch. That'd be kind of cool. Well, this is a reboot. Uh, but no, the, the original Red Dawn, do you, do you know what was significant about that movie? Does anyone remember what was... So Patrick Swayze. Yes. And? PG-13. It was the first PG-13 uh, movie. And our, <laughs> that made it PG-13. He wasn't in it, was he? It was the first PG-13? It was Charlie the very Shana? first I don't think so. okay. PG-13 <laughs> movie. He was a platoon. So. And I think I was 12 thinking, oh, can I sneak into this one? Can I get into the PG-13? Yeah, that's a lot of information. Like, when you're 12, that's a big deal. That's when I first grew the mustache. <laughs> All right, I got one more movie we got to cover before we get out of here. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook from David O. Russell. Another it's a one terrible that, that, title. Yeah, it's, it's an odd one. Yeah. But they're, I think they're hoping for um, awards fodder with David this David O. Russell, well. director of? The Fighter mm -hmm. and uh, Three Kings. Great movie. Yeah. Um, let me read you the plot real quick. After a stint in a mental institution, Bradley Cooper moves back in with his parents and tries to reconcile with his ex-wife. Then he meets Tiffany, played by Jennifer Lawrence. She's a mysterious girl with problems, I'm assuming mental, of her own. Let's check out some of the trailer for this. What are you going to do with yourself? I'm getting trim, getting really fit for Nikki. Patrick, she left. She's gone. Doc, I have one incident. I come home from work. I see my wife in the shower. I pull the curtain back. So, yeah, I snapped. Hey, Tiffany. This is Pat. You look nice. Thank you. I'm not flirting with you. I didn't. Think you were. Look, I think you're really pretty, but I'm married, okay? So am I. No, that's confusing. He's dead. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? <sighs> you hear that? So bad. Yes. Oh, what's that here about? It you just happened. getting out from the loony bin. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> 
Yeah, the movie just went and uh, it had a Salisbury. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the the trailer hit the Salisbury in the in the yeah. preview. Probably don't know what I'm talking about. Well, it sounded like a great Vegas heist movie in the first couple of minutes there. Yeah. Right. It didn't and sound then, like they were going to knock off a, a casino. And then let's bring it down a notch. Do, 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 yeah. Do, do, do. It really is like going into lower gear. The whole energy <laughs> of the trailer suddenly turns singer songwriter. And uh, you know you're going to get to the emotional side of the, and maybe stop having fun in the trailer, but get to the emotional part. Let's, this is where we're going to stop. This gives me a chance fun. quickly to talk about something we're working on here at the Movie Guys. If you can see this on the video, this is the Movie Guysopedia. It's our book. Uh, in stores now, by the way. It's coming out soon. A collection of movie words and phrases you never knew that you knew. Mm -hmm. So um, let's just roll through this real quick and talk about some stuff. Uh, the Salisbury, um, if I could read directly from the, the next Salisbury. Um, <laughs> Karen, tell us about this because it's going to be our first entry in the Book of the Month Club. Yes, this is really a big thing that we got going on. The Movie Guys Book of the Month Club, where we take exciting audiovisual world of the movie guys, and we put it into one of those have-to-make-time-for-it reading forms. Our first entry is the Movie Guysopedia. So sign up before Christmas, and you'll receive a brand-new chapter of the Movie Guysopedia each month until you've received 310 chapters. Then wait no longer than six months, and then your next book with the first chapter will arrive. All this for the low price of $19.95 per month prepaid. Excellent. Now we have on our uh, our smart people clothes. Yes. And we're going to talk a little bit about this book in our last remaining minutes. So let me read what the Salisbury is according to the Movie Guysopedia. It's the moment where a trailer stops showing you how fun all these suburbanites are and goes acoustic to underscore a collection of the movie's more contemplative monologues and state that they the movie's now going to be about life, love, and just how goddamn serious everything can be. Basically Peter Gabriel telling you, hey, let's get serious for a second. It's important to me that you know that. Uh, so what else is in this book? Let's go around. <clears throat> well, there's the Terrence stamp of approval, uh, which is provided by certain actors who are routinely so talented, charismatic, and compelling that they automatically elevate any film they're in, at least for the duration of the time that they themselves are on screen. The term is obviously named for Terrence Stamp, but it also includes Gene Hackman, Paul Giamatti, Diane Wiest, and other noteworthy actors who aren't Tyler Perry. Absolutely. Then we have chipmunked, means that the characters, which should be animated and exist in a cartoon universe, wind up becoming computer graphics in a real-world setting, where they serve to fuck up the life of a single guy. Like the Smurfs. Also see the chipmunks, Hop, and Mr. Popper's penguins. Or on second thought, don't. Sound advice. Mm. Of course, there's Murphy's Law. Hmm. Yes, this is an axiom named for the famous, once funny man, Eddie Murphy, who proved that it is possible for even a much-loved, insanely popular, and multi-talented comic genius to simply run out of funny. <laughs> the law does not apply to such middling talents as Polly Shore, Rob Schneider, and Jason Briggs, who were, quite frankly, not that funny to begin with. A gooding refers to the career arc of any performer who wins an Oscar, let's say, for Jerry Maguire, <laughs> then proceeds to squander all goodwill and respectability with their next several film choices. Oh, let's say Snow Dogs and Chill Factor and Gay Boat or whatever that movie was. <laughs> I'm going with Gay Boat. Yeah. A Paxton, Paul. Perhaps you've heard the term a Paxton. It's in the book. You can find it in the book. A Paxton refers to any actor whose dominant characteristic is his or her inability to do anything which threatens to upstage a shitload of Hollywood's best explosions and special effects. Mm. See Bill Pullman in Independence Day or Matthew Broderick in Godzilla. Then we have the Sandler effect. It represents the old Hollywood concept of romantically pairing an older leading man with a hot chick, regardless of obvious mismatches. This can be seen with the coupling of Harrison Ford and Anne Hesch in Six Days, Seven Nights, Warren Beatty and Halle Berry in Bullworth, and Woody Allen with anybody. Absolutely. We just saw this, and here comes the boom. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. And lastly, an Elvis, which is any dickhead husband the lead female character shouldn't be married to. 
There you go. So that's the Movie Guys Wikipedia, and ladies and gentlemen, that's also our show. The Movie Guys live right here in the Toad Hop Network. Stick around for Schmoes No Movies. Uh, so wh what do you think? Uh, where, where's Bill Murray with our sign? Eight o'clock? Oh, it's almost. I was just going to say, eight o'clock? Every journey ends, but we go on. Thank you, Mr. Pitt. And thank you. For, we are the Movie Guys. Individually, we are. Adam yeah, and Paul Preston. Uh, so check us out at themovieguys.net and facebook.com slash themovieguys and at themovieguys on Twitter. Good night. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>